0: Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. It's the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Dolphins favored by two and a half. Now we're in no. Buffalo. What? No. Bills favored by yes. two and a half. Yes. Bills favored by two mm-hmm. and a half. I apologize. That's a big thing. The team that just scored 70 is a two and a half point underdog here Correct. in Buffalo. I made a statement off air that I, as I think about it, I truly believe they should have a rule. That when these teams play, the September matchup is always in Miami, and the and they should always play in December. In I like Buffalo.
1: that. It should be like Thanksgiving, you know, the yeah. Lions or whatever always playing on Thanksgiving. Well, that that should be part of the schedule yeah. to build Bill, in.
0: Bills have to deal with September heat. Now that the ske- Dolphins have to deal with
1: yeah weather. with the winter with Buffalo snow. Um, like we've progressed from the days where Burt Bell had to do the schedule all by himself on his dining room table and make it work, you know. Now there's computers and stuff. You can throw in these variables and it will still function. So one of the variables now needs to be Miami-Buffalo. One in September in Miami, one in December in Buffalo. Let's make it work. I like that.
0: It's the best idea you've had in a long time. I have a lot of ideas, not a lot of good ones, though, according to you. <laughs> so I'm glad we at least have that going. So we get the Dolphins with this otherworldly offense. And boy, is it! it's just so easy right now to insult Dolphins fans. I'm not even trying. Right? It is just— What would you do? What would you say? So, you know, the charts are out there, with like EPA per play and PFF grade, mm-hmm. right? And those are fun charts because EPA per play, as I always say, is a team-based stat, right? It depends on your receivers. It depends on your play caller. It depends on luck. It depends on the opposing defense. PFF grade, though, is real and awesome, and it really best describes quarterback play, right? So you have some guys that are, you know, getting luck. And, I, you know, I pointed out the guy's getting some good luck and some bad luck. And they said, where's Tua? Because he's, like, right on the line. Best PFF grade in, like, in a different stratosphere right. with EPA per play. So I said, Tua's playing well. And he has a scheme and supporting cast that is out of this world. And that was insulting to Tua yeah. and Tua fans. Hmm. I said he's playing well. Okay, he is the so best-graded quarterback in the NFL. He's the highest-graded quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. He's playing the best, I believe. I don't think he's the best quarterback of all time or having the best <laughs> quarterback season of all time. But his stats would indicate that. Because, again, I think the— the scheme and the Tyree Hill and the playmakers and everything are putting this into 70-point territory. That's why it's there. Now, again, that's not, I don't think I'm insulting Tua. No. We talked a lot yesterday with J.T. O'Sullivan about it. I also I love the match of Tua with this yeah. Dolphins offense. I don't think you just plug anybody in and it's great. When you look at what Mike McDaniel's doing with all of the speed and the motion and everything, you need a quick trigger man to do that and so the reason why I say it look it's like the Dolphins offense it's like watching it on double speed is because Tua is the one doing it right when he came out of Alabama that was the thing he's like boom 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 making quick decisions every now and again like JT said throw a duck down the field you'll have a little you know rough turnover worthy play in there but for the most part he is <coughs> working quickly and efficiently efficiently thrown with anticipation getting the ball in space and the Dolphins are awesome to watch right now and Tua is running the show.
1: Yeah. I feel like you're doing the thing you always criticize me for doing. Absolutely which is doing it. Yes. Reading into like three replies on Twitter and believe that's the zeitgeist. I am
0: absolutely doing that. I apologize.
1: Because I think it's fairly obvious to anybody looking at this in a rational way that Tua is playing well and benefiting from what is currently an absolutely unstoppable scheme. And there's various numbers that will show you that pretty easily. Like... Tua has the fastest average time to throw in the NFL still through three weeks, right? By far the fastest. And yet his average depth of target, it's come down to slightly, but it's still 9.6 yards, which is high. And he's averaging 10.1 yards per attempt. Those things don't go together, right? The fastest average time to throw in the NFL is usually not going to produce 10.1 yards per attempt unless the thing at the other end of the throw is in some way, shape or form making magic happen. And in Miami's case, that's happening in two different ways. Tyreek Hill and the rest of those receivers are incredible and incredibly fast. And they're wide the hell open because of all this short motion stuff that Mike McDaniel is breaking out. So I think it's fairly self-evident that Tua is playing very, very well, arguably the best in the NFL. And that's being turbocharged by what's happening schematically and with the receivers, et cetera, et cetera, which yeah. produced 70 points last week.
0: Now, when you're three weeks in, there's all sorts of, you know, Conflating variables here. Sure. The Dolphins have played, they crushed the Chargers.
1: They played two bad defenses in the and one good one.
0: Now, are those defenses bad because they played the Dolphins or you know, whatever? But they played the Chargers and the Broncos and crushed them. They had a lot of success, success against New England, but certainly not as much success as they had against the two AFC West teams. So, Buffalo's defense right now, I think it's gotten lost in the mix. Like, Buffalo is a couple Josh Allen YOLO balls and a walk-off punt return from being 3-0, right? Like, the Bills should be 3-0 as -hmm. long as Josh Allen didn't play like an idiot on Monday Night Football. I mean, that's the truth of it. So Buffalo's defense, I keep forgetting, I tweeted all these things out, but what have they given up, 26 points on that side of the ball? They've barely given anything up on that side of the ball. Now, at the same time, they played Zach Wilson. uh, They played the Raiders and Garoppolo on the— you know, at home, and they played Sam Howell in Washington. So, again, how much is that affecting things? But Buffalo's defense is playing really, really well. Probably the best they've played in years. Sean McDermott's calling the play, so I love this matchup, right? Both teams are going to get tested for real for the first time here. The NFL's here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for Week 1. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly. And when you just bet... Five bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up for some game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check check the app. you got to go check the app to see what you get. So download now and use code PFF to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code PFF only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Yeah, no, I
1: think that's <clears throat> I think that's very true. Like Buffalo it doesn't necessarily look as great with the schedule, but I think they've shown already that they are still one of the best teams in the NFL. Um so this is a real test for this Miami team. And even we talked about two bad defenses one good one. That's reflected in basically all the numbers for Tua in particular. Like look at the just his stat performances in those two games versus the one uh 10.4 yards per attempt against the chargers 11.9 11.9 against denver and 8.3 against new england which is still really high by the way 8.3 but you know two yards lower than the other two uh one touchdown one interception against new england versus three and one four and zero against in the other two games passer rating et cetera. so i suspect the offense still cooks even against a much better defense, but it's not going to put up 70, you know, which, again, is a fairly self-evident point to be making. Um, So I think we're in this world where we saw this a bit last year as well. The first six, seven weeks of the season, this offense is kind of going to be unstoppable. Like you might slow it down. You might, you know, make some inroads here or there. Or maybe you get lucky with a turnover or two that stops the bleeding for a period. But you're not stopping this in the first third of the season. So, Stopping it is going to come maybe in the third third of the season. And then the middle third is going to be like teams exploring how to actually attack it. But Buffalo's defense is, is as good as anything they face, maybe better.
0: It's not going to stop it. Like Miami is still going to have success on the, on, with that offense. So remember on the, on the review show, I said Buffalo <laughs> sacked Sam Howell nine times. And it wasn't because their pass rush was out of this world or because the commander's uh, defense, uh, offensive line was terrible it was often because the Bills took away the first read for Sam Howell. And oh, by the way, Sam Howell's gonna hold the ball forever.
1: Well, but, yeah, judging, I mean, simply, it's not as simple as that always. There's there's push and pull here, coverage sacks influence this, but just by the numbers of who it was charged to, Sam Howell sacked Sam Howell four times.
0: Right, Yeah. I mean, out of the nine, right? Yes. I mean, it was like running into them and leaving clean pockets and, and that whole deal. Right. Uh, two is not gonna do that with Miami. But what Buffalo can do, is and i'm curious of how much man coverage they're going to try to play and again you can't oversimplify that because they're, they're putting tyree kill at tight end and motioning them out and like you can't just man up and play press coverage it's not that simple but Bill, when buffalo plays man coverage they take away the first read and that allows the pass rush to get home it's going to be much harder to do that against miami but i do believe they can make to get to their sec- to a second read far more often than denver did i know that and it doesn't mean that's like a Death knell for Miami, too has had some incredible throws, uh, working through progressions, getting to his next read, again, throw into space. But it, to me, that's the battle. Can Buffalo, Tradavius you know, White, uh, Christian Benton, can they at least slow down some of those receivers? The other element to this, too is, Miami can also run the ball really, really well, as we saw last week, and they've got those speed, that speed. And Buffalo's run defense has been better the last couple of years, but still could be susceptible to the big play. You block it up. There's some big plays in there.
1: Absolutely. Um, so I'm excited by this game. I do think that Miami's offense is going to have success. I, I feel like you know, it's probably not going to be a – I mean, who knows? The variable on the other side is always we now know that Josh Allen is spinning a roulette wheel. Every week, right? And when that roulette wheel comes up double zeros, you get that Jets game. And it's like, you, you never know when that's happening. It could be yeah. any single, anytime he spins the wheel, but it probably won't be, right? That's the, the point I'm making. Like the roulette wheel, it's like, what, one in 39 chance? The, the the chance for Josh Allen is probably bigger than that, but it's still pretty unlikely. Every time he spins it, most of the time you're going to get good Josh Allen, but anytime it could be bad. Um, if it's good Josh Allen, I think this is going to be an absolute fireworks game
0: yeah the uh when they played in Miami last year it was what week three Allen ends up kind of hurting his elbow and he was like not to put everything on Josh Allen but he was he had some opportunities to win that game for Buffalo and he didn't take them. right he missed open throws in the end zone he was he was bad in week three last year four or five turnover where he plays and that was like a big upset at the time right I mean we didn't know what Miami was now Miami is starting off similar as they did to, the, to what they did last year, and they're getting more respect. And Buffalo's shown some weaknesses because again they, they lost on Monday Night Football. So I love it. It's a great back and forth matchup. To me, it does come down to I, I think Buffalo has the firepower to hang with the Dolphins, right? Even though they don't have the gaudy numbers, the same gaudy numbers that Miami has, they've got the firepower to hang, right? Miami hasn't had to face the Jets' defense yet. They did have to face New England. They didn't have to face the Jets' defense like Buffalo did, though. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a good one. And to me, it comes down to two zero 0 when everything's not perfect for him. Is he going to stay um, stay on point? He'll avo- Will he avoid the mistakes? Will Allen avoid some of those mistakes as well? So the heavyweight battle here in week two The
1: one other thing I would say about the Miami offense-Buffalo defense uh, matchup, we talked with J.T. O'Sullivan, QB school yesterday. You know, Miami's plan was just – I love speed. I think speed's great. Let's get all the fastest guys we can find, right? Buffalo's defense is not fast, comparatively speaking, you know? they Their secondary is stuff full of guys that run 4-5. The fastest player they have, I think, in the secondary is Kair Elam, who they bench, they don't play. Like, he's jumped on the depth chart by Christian Benford, who's a 4-5 guy, right? Like, they they their fastest linebacker was Tremaine Edmonds, who left in the, the offseason. Like, this is not the fastest defense in the world. Now... It's still a very good defense. They they're schematically smart. They funnel uh, offensive players to the right areas, and they, you know, they offset the speed thing by alignment and by scheme and things. But you know, this is an offense right now that is stressing defenses and stressing alignments and stressing assignments and role responsibilities. Sooner or later, there's going to be a matchup where Tyreek Hill is running against a guy that runs four or five and I don't know that you can stop that becoming a problem.